is June 26th, 2019. Welcome to an episode of Mass, the Mike and A-Rod Sports Show. Uh, today is not the Mike and A-Rod Sports Show. Today is the Mike and James Sports Show, <laughs> right? Is that, yeah. yeah, so uh, like we said last week, uh, A-Rod is in Vegas, uh, hopefully kicking some ass in the bowling tournaments over there. Um, last I heard from A-Rod, uh, he played in a World Series of Poker event. I don't know how he did. Um, he sent me a picture of all these fucking hundred dollar chips that he's won in roulette, apparently. And then all I, all I saw was, uh, wish him good luck as he started bowling. And I don't know anything past that point. I haven't really heard from him. So I don't know, but I mean... Hopefully, hopefully he's doing well over there. So, uh, you know, good luck out there. Keep killing it in the desert. But we have a very special show this week. Uh, I have with me today uh, <laughs> the Mike and James sports show. Um, I have today with us our development correspondent. He, this guy is a master at his craft when it comes to up-and-coming college recruits. He He's a studious uh, college football uh, viewer, he likes. Uh, he watches drafts. He, he he's he's a draft guy. So today, what we're going to do is we're going to talk about we're going to talk about hockey post draft. We're going to talk a little bit of uh, Major League Baseball uh, and how it looks now with the prospects that came in. And we're going to talk some uh, some early college football rankings because we haven't really we don't I don't listen. I don't know shit about college sports. I don't. And the only reason the only way I pay attention to it is if it's college basketball during the bracket season or playoffs, I kind of watch it if it's on, but that's just the extent of me. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce my guy over here, and then we're actually going to do some opening statements this week. So it should be fun. So ladies and gentlemen, without further ado, let me introduce to you our developmental correspondent and our number one fan of the show, James Sheridan. How you doing? Uh, How you doing? <laughs> Such a good intro. Good job. Good job starting out. I, I worked last night. I'm not. Uh, I worked last night. I'm still not too awake. Yeah. Well. So, uh, so, so, what we're going to do is we're going to do some opening statements, James. So, why don't you just go ahead? Um, you have the floor here. Just be nice and loud. Let me hear it. All right. So, not a sport that too many Americans care about is soccer, and even less. Not many Americans care about women's sports. But if you guys see what the women of the U.S. are doing in this World Cup, they've outscored opponents 20-1. to 1. Granted, 13 were in one game. But uh, they're on pace to break the all-time goals record for a single tournament. And honestly, I don't know if their defense is going to give up too many more. They might set the all-time goal differential, which is plus 24, set in 1995 by Norway, and tied by the U.S., I believe, in 2007. Looking to also defend their World Cup title from the last time where they beat Japan in Canada. Ah. I'm sorry, man. You got to be a little bit louder, man. You got to, we got to, we got to hear it. We got to boom it. All right. We just jumped the whole thing. What? No. Oh. No, 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 no. Oh, I, I didn't know how much no. it was usable. 
No, dude. All right, so this this may be his first time in front of a mic. It is. Actually. So yeah. yeah, this is gonna be a little rough. So this is gonna be this is a, this is a very rough rough uh, week. So keep going, man. You're doing great. Keep going. We got about it. We got about an hour and fifteen minutes left. So let's. So go ahead. <laughs> anyway. The U.S. was criticized in the first game for celebrating after scoring too many goals, and now they're getting a little bit of flack for not enough. You know, which one is it? I don't really care. These girls are kicking ass. And, uh, you know, if their game's on and you have the time, definitely watch them. They're probably going to take home another World Cup title. And like I said, we might see a historic goal-shattering pace here. That's about it for the opening statement. Dude, that's, I mean, uh, this is fucking USA, bro. Like, yeah, come on, man. They're representing the country. They had a lot of, um, going into the tournament, they had a lot of, they, they had a lot of, um, um, praises, you know, and then when they, when they won, what was it? It was 13 nothing. nothing. I mean, smoke Thailand. I mean, we knew we knew that we knew Spain would be a little bit difficult because they have that really good striker and they ended up scoring a goal. Yeah. But, um, you know, it was it, it was an interesting penalty at the end of that game that kind of that kind of got us the win there. Interesting to say the least. Oh yeah. Absolutely. So I mean, <laughs> so uh, I, I it was a good game. Uh, I didn't watch the whole thing. I saw highlights of it. Um, but I mean, they got they got France this Friday. Um, yeah. So they got the host country. So it's I mean, yeah. France is a good team, but I mean, I think Spain's a little bit better than France. I think coming in, I think they were ranked a little bit higher. I'm not 100 percent on that, they but yeah. um, it's. I mean, it's still gonna be. It's gonna be a tough game only because they're playing in France. So it's it's. Yeah, yeah I mean, the home crowds behind them. They're on France turf, and uh, these two teams apparently don't really like each other. So maybe maybe we can get some good fireworks out of this one. I'm. I'm I mean, there's fireworks every time these women play, and it's, it's outstanding. Really, it's really bringing the country together on this soccer thing. Yeah, so. hopefully, even though apparently Megan Rapinoe didn't do uh, the team any favors today. I'm sorry, man. You just got it. You got to be louder. <laughs> Talk into the mic. Don't be. Don't be afraid of it. Don't be bashful. It's not going to bite you. You know, take it out on a date a little bit. Get right in there, bro. Right in there. <laughs> All right. Well. Uh, on that note, uh, I have a short opening statement. It's not going to be anything crazy. It's about a conversation I had with a buddy of mine the other day. Um, I had a, a little bit of a, a tiff with, with my friend the other day because I, we were talking about the Mets. And we were talking about um, how every time I mentioned the Mets, I said, we. Like, oh, we're doing this. Peter Alonso's doing a lot for us. Like, I'm, I'm associating the Mets with me. And... I have never had an issue with calling my teams my teams because I follow them. I'm a huge supporter of the teams that I like, and I'm a Mets fan, Steelers fan. I'll say about the Steelers, I'll say, hey, my team's doing well or, you know, stuff like that. I had this huge argument with because he stopped me mid-sentence and said, hey, what do you mean we? You don't own the team. It's the Mets. You know, talk, say the Mets are doing well. The, you know everything. I'm like, no. I'm saying we. We are doing well, and I don't understand this argument because uh, I've associated my entire fandom on supporting this team. I go to the games. You know, I watch uh, as many games as I can out of the year. But it's it's my team. So so what's the problem? You know what I'm saying? Um, 
if you dedicate yourself, if you're a sports fan, like I am, like James is, like A-Rod is, then it's a little bit personal for you. You know, whenever I hear someone bad-mouthing the Mets, I get a little offended. I do. I mean, it's easy to bad-mouth the fucking Mets, but at the same time, you know, only I can talk bad about the Mets in my presence, right? So, I mean, it's like a, it's kind of like a, it's like a family member that doesn't really exist outside of City Field for me. So, like, like yeah, like that's my team. I'm going to follow my team. I'm going to enjoy following my team. But when I talk about them, I'm going to say things like we or us or, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, like we're doing well, not just, you know, the Mets are doing well. We're doing well. You know what I'm saying? It's just one of those things that just is hot and bothered. Uh, I was, we had this little tiff. I just wanted to bring it up. It's okay to say we, when you've dedicated yourself to that team. And I think I've done that. If you look around my house, there's Mets stuff hanging up. There's Mets stuff everywhere. Steelers stuff everywhere. Like this is a part of my life. So yeah, I like the Mets. I like my team. So shut your fucking mouth. <laughs> you know? I'm actually with you on this one. I I usually say we, and this we versus us versus their team debate just it, it annoys the shit out of me. Yeah, right. It's like, just if you invest, like you said, you invest money, you invest time. You can say we. I actually talked about this with a, a manager at a at a restaurant I go to and watch a lot of games all the time right before work, and he is also the we variety because if you invest enough time and enough money, I don't I don't understand why you can't say we. And people who get butthurt about it, oh, fuck them. Yeah, yeah, fuck them, man. It doesn't make any sense. Like, I, it, even, like, fans of sports, like, fans of, like, I know Yankee fans who, who, who won't say, you know, we're doing well, we're doing well. I know, you know, fans like, and you, here's the thing, though. I'm, I live in New York, so I'm so associated with New York sports. So even, like, I'm not a, I don't hate the Yankees. I'm not a big, I'm not a big Yankee lover, also, so, but when I talk about the Yankees, I'll say we for the Yankees only because I grew up in New York. I, I was born in New York, raised in New York. I live in New York. Like, I'm a New Yorker. You know, I'm going to say we for most of New York teams. But if I talk about, like, the fucking Colorado Rockies, well, yeah, I'm, I'm going to talk about the Rockies, not yeah, like. You have, we have no affiliation for that team. Right. There's, there's no, there's no uh, heart. Yeah. You know, I have no uh, investment in that. No, I can't extend the same kindness to the Mets that you do to the Mets. I just can't do it. <laughs> it's a typical fucking Yankee fan, all right? Yeah, well, it's a typical Yankee fan. Except I don't use the 27 rings argument. I can't stand that. And if you use that as, as your end-all, be-all, do some more fucking research, Fucking please. thank you. Fucking thank you. Like, that's a, we we see, haven't won a ring in 10 years. I'm, I'm tired of hearing about 27 championships. I make fun of, I make fun of Yankee fans a lot because, uh, they I, to me, they live in the past. And I just can't stand... I can't stand hearing, oh, you're a Mets fan? The Yankees are better. We won 27 rings. Maybe we should join the future because the future for the Yankees is actually pretty bright right now. It's pretty interesting. And, uh, I mean, with all the signings the Yankees are doing, though, I mean, the, the, the Encarnacion <laughs> thing, it just makes no sense. But we, we'll we talk about that in a bit. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the bottom line is, man, I, I have no mind of you saying we are doing well, even though you're not in on the team or part of the team physically. You are a part of the team you know, because you invest so much time and energy, you know, that's your team. Yeah, absolutely. You know? You're putting in not as much as the players and the owners, obviously, but, you know, enough to uh, have some stake. 
Right, and that, and 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 just just like like the U.S. women's team, like that's us. Yeah, but no, I'm not they a, represent our country. Not only am I not a soccer player, I'm also not a woman. Yeah, or a soccer fan. Last I checked. Yeah, me neither. I don't follow soccer, but I'm still going to say we because I'm a full-blooded fucking American. Damn right. So, <laughs> so, <laughs> so I'm going to say we are doing really well in the women's soccer tournament. Like, like that's just how it's going to be. So. I don't understand where my friend was coming from because he was legit coming at me about it. It just made, it it made no sense to me. Some people are really like, are really adamant on that. We versus them, whatever term you want to use. And I don't. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. The pauses. I keep telling him to speak louder because you're so, you're such a soft spoken guy, but you know your shit. Here's, you see the, you see the volume in my voice. Yeah. I need you to boom it. All right. Do your thing, man. Come into the mic. Okay. <laughs> Don't uh, be afraid. We're gonna get this down eventually. There it is. See, <laughs> see, talk like that from like now on, and you're good to go. All right. Uh, so, so there's that. Well, I will say this though: the guy I did have the argument with is a Yankees fan. Okay. So I won't name names. Okay. I know it's not he is a listener, so <laughs> <laughs> he'll know when he hears it. So, um, it's all right, bro. You can say we. You can say we. God damn it. So. So here's where we're at. Uh, I just I know A Rod's not here. It is the Mike and James show today. Yeah. So what is that? It's a, um, yeah, I'm Majess. Majess. Yeah. Anyway. So you are our uh, developmental correspondent. So you. So what is? What that means is, right. you follow a lot of under professional sports, like uh, the yeah. level under professional sports. Yeah. Prospecting drafts. A lot of college stuff. Mm-hmm. Just a little bit of high school stuff. A little bit. So you're like you're like the guy because uh, I don't really follow that um, too much. I'm more I'm more of a higher end professional sports follower. Yeah. No, so is A Rod. So I mean, it's college stuff is fun though, like, especially college football. It's the best regular season in all sports. Professional, college, high school, whatever. Because even though they have a playoff, getting to the playoff, everything there is it's like a playoff game every week almost. You know, you lose one or two, you're out. Well, yeah, I mean, you got you got to think about it. Also, um, these guys playing college football, they want to go into the NFL, so they want to prove themselves. Yep. So there's a lot more. Um, I think there's a lot more of them throwing themselves at the game. Makes yeah. it more exciting. Yeah, they're more dedicated. You can see it every week. I mean, some of these pro guys will just take entire series and drives and even entire quarters off. It's very rare you see that in college because these guys are trying to get NFL contracts, like you said. And you're not going to get that if they think you're lazy, especially now. I mean, they, right. they find talent at every level nowadays. They they can dip down to D two, D three, one AA. You know, even if you are just a one A guy, it, it doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be part of the NFL or even part you know part of the draft or anything. Right, and I guess along those lines, I mean, it's just it's just more exciting. Yeah. And don't get me wrong, I football is the greatest sport mankind's ever created. Absolutely in my opinion, <laughs> I'm obsessed with football, any type of football. And if there's a game on, I'm going to watch it. There's no NFL games on Saturdays, but hey, there's a lot of good college games on. Yeah. So I mean, I've been known to wake up at like nine in the morning, watch college game day, and I'll be watching until Pac-12 at ten o'clock, ends at one a.m. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. So, um, so that's the dedication that 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 you have for this, which is which is why I wanted you on the show. Um, so today, wh- I know we've been doing um, fantasy football. Uh, we've been going in different stages, different um, 
positions for fantasy football coming up. But as for a Rod's sake, right? This week we were we were gonna do tight ends, but he's in Vegas, so we're gonna save that for next week. So, but this week, what I want to focus on is not so much the NFL or Major League Baseball or hockey or or whatever is so much as coming up developing prospects because I have you here. Okay. I want to utilize what you know. So we're going to we're going to talk about um, NHL and what it looks like now that the draft is done. We're going to talk a little bit about Major League Baseball and what's been going on. We're going to talk a little bit about college football and rankings and stuff like that. We're going to talk about draft ga- draft grades stuff like that because right. you because you're here. Yes. This is this is awesome. your show today. Awesome. So, but uh, some things I want to get out of the way first. Let's start with some uh, headlines. Uh, I have here that um, Stanton, the Yankees went down, yeah. but he's missing the IL. Yeah, so he'll be out for he's day to day right now. He, he banged up his knee on the bag. He might miss the London series. That's sure. the that's what that's the prognosis that he may miss I, that. I think it might be a good idea because it's uh, actually the first time the Yankees Red Sox are playing on turf and with knee injuries that can just it can wreak havoc on him. Yeah, so I well, I mean we'll 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 see what happens. Um, but we could see him in a DH role. You never know. He hasn't been here long from his previous injury, but he's done well since then. So, I mean, it's, it's good to know that when he comes back, he has the potential to do well. Yep. So, um, we're I'm looking forward to it. You know, we still might see him in a role off the bench if he's healthy enough to hit. Cause I don't know if they're going to take Encarnacion's bat out of the lineup. Yeah. Well, I, that's another thing. Um, how do you feel about this Clint Frazier thing? Because Clint Frazier was pretty pissed when he got sent down. I mean, I kind of feel bad for the kid because I know, you know, what it can, well, not necessarily personally, but I can kind of get what it can be like, you know, you're being in the major leagues, you're contributing to that team, and then they send you back because they acquire a bat who's 14 years older than you are to essentially just well, get rid of your job. I mean, he is the league leader in home runs. I, I get that, but... The one thing this Yankee team really doesn't need is any more bats. Yeah, and that, I was kind of confused because, like, because the Yankees, uh, they they have a lineup. They've had and they yeah, have absolutely. young players who were red hot when Judge was down, Stanton was yeah. down, when Shallow Frazier, right, Sanchez when he was yep. down. Like, like there was a lot of players that they had that kept them hot. Yeah, Lemayhu is still breaking. Yeah, DJ Le- like, like today, today. Yeah, today he smacked the home run. Yeah, that's twenty four. That's twenty nine in a row. Yep, 29 in a row home runs, 80 games in a row scored. They haven't been blanked yet. And uh, with the dimensions in London, I think they're going to come back to America with 82. 385 <laughs> to center. 385 to center in even, that stadium in London? Even without Sanchez, I mean, we might see a Aroldis Chapman or whoever closes for the Red Sox, it's usually by committee now, have a 15 to 13 save because both of those lineups can really just pound <laughs> the ball. <laughs> That's that's uh, that's it. a pop fly. There is a fucking home run now. So yeah, you're gonna have you know guys like Sanchez, Void, Judge, Betts, Bogarts missing balls and them going out to dead center. Yeah, it's gonna be an interesting series. I'm really excited for it. So I mean, the Reds, no Chris Sale even. Uh, he's not. He's not gonna be a part of this. Well, Chris Sale has been hogwash for most of, for the predominant part of the season. He's been. Uh, I, he's been blanked. No, I agree, but you know he's probably their best threat against the Yankees. Well, he, maybe Porcello. He said that he's just shit. The shit. He said it. 
his of, of himself. He said that I'm garbage. I wonder if uh, he's a little tired from the playoffs because they were bringing him in every which way. Eight, yeah, eight, well, I mean, starts, the, close, you know. I think ever since um, the Dodgers did that with Kershaw that year, and then the and Giants Bumgarner. did that with Bumgarner. Yeah, I think that's kind of been the mo. The the ace has been the guy to turn to, regardless of how many days he's had off in the playoffs. You know, it, whether it's game five or six, yeah. game seven. You know, um, and we've seen it in the in World Series, and we've seen it in playoff um, in playoff series that a lot of game sevens you're. A, no matter where the ace is pitched, you're going to see him in like the later innings if you need something closed. If if you're going nine or more, you're getting tight. You might as well bring in your best your best arm. Yeah, why not? Though if the Yankees actually make a run this year, they might bring it a little bit back to normal because that bullpen is stacked. It is stacked, and you know what sucks? Jonathan Holder. Jonathan Holder. <laughs> John, yeah, Jonathan Holder. <laughs> you know what sucks? Um. Going on the other side of the subway, um, the Mets, uh, they are they can score runs. And it's 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 weird because I'm not used to seeing this. Because yeah, the Mets I mean, have usually had... You guys usually have the problem where uh, you know, DeGrom was criminally under-supported last year. Ridiculous. And he won the Cy Young with a losing record. I, the last player to do that was King Felix. He's a better person than I am because there's no way I could have kept my mouth shut in that clubhouse. I have been livid. But you know, who hasn't kept their mouth shut in the clubhouse was Noah Syndergaard with the whole contract thing. And I think that was the reason why that DeGrom got the extension in the first place was because Noah came out, David Wright came out and said stuff. So, but I mean, even like our pitching has been atrocious and it's not just our starters. Well, your bullpen has not been great anyway the last couple years. When the league, well, yeah, the last couple years, but when the league was starting this year, we had one of the best bullpens in the league on paper. Like, we had everything just fine in the bullpen. Now, every time a starting pitcher gets taken out of the game, we're fucking losing. We're giving up crazy leads like last night. We gave up five runs. I think it was was like five runs in the sixth or seventh inning or something like that, and we lost the lead. We had like, we had a five- we had, well, we had a 5-1 lead or a 5-2 lead or something like that, and we blew it in one inning? Come on. Like, I mean, what the fuck all, are you doing? Well, that's almost as bad as Holder. The other night he had a 10-2 lead, and Chapman had to end up saving the game. Uh, but, he, uh, but he saved the game, Well, though. yeah. I mean, that's the that's the Yankee prowess at the back end, though. I mean, once they get through seven innings with the lead, the game is almost over any day of the week. Right, and it, I'm at the point right now where – I can understand because the trade deadline's coming up. I can understand if the Mets get rid of Wheeler. I I understood that when I saw it originally. I understood it, mm-hmm. but now Zach Wheeler's one of our better pitchers. You think you might be shopping Syndergaard soon? Cinder, you know what? That's it. Wouldn't be bad. I I wouldn't. I would hate it because I like Syndergaard. I like him as right. a as a person, but as a player right now, he's just not consistent. I don't think he's comfortable in New York anymore, and I think we can get a lot out of him. Oh yeah, I think you can still get a decent return for him. And we have we have decent prospects. Like we don't have the best uh, farm system, but it's decent. It's not the worst. The Red Sox have the worst farm system in the league yeah, by which far. Is, uh, not good because if they keep going the way they're going, then they're going to need a lot of help. With and their doors uh, closing. Yeah, exactly. Their doors closing. I mean, it's going to open. They might up. have uh, blown their you know, load last year with with that. Price had the best postseason he's had of all time, and he used to get lit up all the time. All the time, yeah. I don't know. Well, we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens. I mean, farm systems. We all know the fucking Padres are rocking. Yep. So uh, they're coming. They're going to be a threat for a couple of years to come. Maybe that Machado signing isn't uh, 
as crazy as we once thought. Right. And speaking of Machado, I'm glad you brought him up. <laughs> uh, his batting average right now. Hi, bud. That is our other mascot, Brutus. We are recording in my apartment today. Stop, stop it. Stop chirping. You're a good boy. You're a good boy. Um, speaking of Machado, uh, A-Rod's not going to like this. A he's not, he's not going to like this because <laughs> he's been on a fucking tear lately. Um, last week, his average was 268. <laughs> this week, his average is 281. <laughs> You're going to look good as a blonde, A-Rod. A-Rod's going to be a very pretty blonde. Um, <laughs> that's exciting. So I just wanted to give that update. I know uh, A-Rod's going to listen to the show when it, when we post it, but hey, uh, you know what you can do. Uh, moving on. So first thing I want to do is I want to talk uh, some highlights of what's going on in the NBA. Kemba Walker might become a Celtic. Oh, please. <laughs> please bring him to Boston. Uh, uh, James is a big Celtics fan. He always has been as far as I've known him. So. Um, that's good news for you. Seeing as though <laughs> Kemba wanted to stay in Charlotte, yeah, he wanted to win in Charlotte. But now, all of a sudden, the Celtics—they are just you pair him up with Tatum. We have a, we have a little bit of cap room to work with. Uh, Hawford and Kyrie are probably going to leave, but you know, there's still a good young core there. You got Tatum, Jalen Brown, and Marcus Morris. Bringing you bring in Kemba now, you're talking about an Eastern Conference title contender, maybe an NBA title contender again because the Warriors are vulnerable. Durant's you know the either Warriors. gone or out. Clay Thompson's not going to play next year. Probably that injury is a little too late. I think he'll he'll miss he'll miss most, if not all of it, all the season. Yeah, I, I think mean, it's a, it's a long it's a long um, maybe, recovery. Maybe you see him back in the playoffs, but then again, after so much inactivity, how good is he going to be? Um, I don't I don't know. Uh, it's um, yeah, so I, I got distracted. I think the year after they're going <laughs> back to being the Warriors. They still have some of the best uh, players in the, in the whole. Well, we gotta, we gotta. Um, I, well, I mean, the West has always been a little bit tougher than the East. Yeah. And I think it kind of proven it now. But all these players are declining their options. You got Kyle, uh, Kawhi Leonard uh, declined his option. Uh, Kyrie Irving declined his option, and Kevin Durant declined his option. Yeah, but again, Durant's probably also going to be lost. The first. Year he's going to be. He's going to be lost contract. for the first year. Yeah. But if he's like, well, like I kept, like I kept saying the last couple of weeks, if you sign Kevin Durant. No matter what team signs him to a max, maybe like a max four year, right. you'll have him for three years as yeah. opposed to the four. But at the same time, it's Kevin Durant. Yeah, when Kevin Durant's one of the best players in the league, so when he comes back, he's going to come back. He's going to come back swinging. Well, yeah, absolutely. I mean, he took a super team and put them way over the top. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. If Durant's healthy, then we're probably not talking about the Raptors as NBA champions. Right. Right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um. The Mavericks are planning to offer Kristaps uh, Porzingis a max contract. Yeah, he's going to be their new Dirk, I guess. It's good to see. He's gonna, yeah, going to be the next. Yeah, he's going to be the next Dirk. <laughs> um, it's it's good to see because I like Porzingis. I liked him when he was on the Knicks. I think the Knicks didn't utilize him right. I think the Mavs can. Well, um, so I mean, it's it's good. Get your money and uh, and keep playing. Um, Mello. Wants to retire a Nick. He wants to retire as a New York Nick. <laughs> what a joke. Why <laughs> the fuck? I guess not um, a one day contract. He's gonna feel good about himself. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm a Knicks fan. I'm sorry that um that this is I can't I can't look at this and not smile because it 
because Carmelo Anthony was never a Nick <laughs> in my mind. Like he wants to retire. He may okay. He had decent years with New York. Wasn't he there for your last playoff round win? I don't know. I don't. I I don't know. I I may. I think so. I have no idea. But looking at Carmelo when he was on the Knicks, he he got scrutinized more than liked. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Ball, he's a ball. He was a ball hog for one. Yeah, he was a ball, and anyone who played with him didn't want to play with him very well. Yeah. you know very much because it's not like he's uh, you know a LeBron who can be a ball hog, but he's justified in it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Like. Yeah. There's. He wasn't that type of player that can take, you know, away from anyone else. Yeah. Like LeBron could run an entire team. I mean, LeBron's essentially a playing GM. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. He's 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 the he's the guy forming that team. Yeah. I have no doubt that uh, the Lakers will be back to supremacy very shortly. Well. Unfortunately, for the rest of us, LeBron and AD. Now, it, it, that the the eight Anthony Davis trade that can go either way. I mean, they lost Lonzo, which right. uh, I gotta say, I'm I'm actually pretty excited to see the Pelicans, only because oh, yeah, they got uh, Zion, Zion and they got Zion, they got Lonzo. Lonzo they, yeah. They're they're looking pretty good right now, and they they can still get one more guy if they really wanted to. So they had a they had a good draft, uh, obviously because they right. they had got the best player. Well, yeah, they they get the best guy available. But uh, this, I don't know. It, it's going to be interesting to see how these guys are going to play together. I'm interested. I think they're going to have a better t- a time playing together than the Lakers are because LeBron and AD, they're they're egomaniacs. Well, the, they all they want the ball all the time. The thing with the Lakers, I wonder if Kyrie can't get his deal in Brooklyn. Will he just go play with LeBron again? He already knows how. They've already won a title together. Like I like I like I mentioned last week, Kyrie wants to play with AD. He said that he wants to play with Anthony Davis. Yeah. So that, now that Anthony Davis is playing with LeBron and Kyrie knows LeBron James, it's just even more incentive. I said last week that he's going to sign with the Lakers, and especially with the vulnerable Warriors, and you can see the Lakers win the West. Yeah. Easily. Yeah. Yeah. They can. That's going to be a crazy playoff match. Oh yeah. The Warriors yeah, and the yeah, Lakers. Yeah, even if that still, happens. with their missing parts, they still have enough to make that interesting. Obviously. You're right. Of course. Jimmy Butler uh, has drawing crazy interest from the Houston Rockets. That's going to be interesting. Butler and Harden together? That would be right. That would be that would be, that would be that's an interesting tandem too. So the the NBA man, just keep up with it because it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, a couple quick things before we go to to hockey. Tyree Kill is meeting with the NFL today um, about um, you know his his upcoming suspension. So we'll Tyree see how that turns the out. Wheel of discipline. That's right, man. That's that's <laughs> that's what it is in the NFL. It's just it's just a giant fucking wheel. I mean, you know, whatever you, it lands on, it lands on. Have you ever seen uh, urinating trees videos? He's a great YouTuber. No, I got no. Uh, you gotta look those up. Those are fantastic. It he, just it's, he has a series called This Week in Sports Bowl. Yeah, uh, it's just he, he does highlights of every game, and it's it's fucking hilarious. I gotta see. I gotta he also see has it. an entire compilation called Days of Our Steelers. Oh, I have seen those videos. Yep. Yeah, I've seen those videos. I think you've sent me those videos. Yeah, him and Chisel the Donner are my two favorite highlights. Chisel <laughs> 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 Donner, he's actually where I where I get most of my highlights from. Oh, yeah, he's, he's especially great. during football season, he's great. Fantastic. I mean. No one, no one else spins new Ruto and Dragon Ball Z references. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, <laughs> so, so I'm interested to see what's going to happen with Tyree Kill. He's not going to be gone the whole season, um, but he will be gone for a little bit. But while he's gone, you do have uh, Sammy Watkins as the number one receiver in KC. So, yeah, still have Mahomes. 
Still have uh, catching Travis Kelsey. Yeah, <laughs> Travis Kelsey, the fucking machine over there. So uh, I think they'll be fine. But Tyree Kill, I think I'm I'm saying I'm saying he'll get like four games, maybe. Uh, yeah, maybe. I mean, but even with that, the four that's games, the standard, right? It's yeah. I mean, it's it, it has might been appeal down to three. It has NFL, been. The NFLPA is pretty good at getting guys reduced. Right. You're right. You're right. I mean, look at the look at Deflategate. Punished. Deflategate was like two years before. Yeah. Uh, he even got any any discipline from it. So. All right. Yankees just tied the game, I believe. All right. Well. Not. <laughs> or not. We loaded the bases. I lied. <laughs> well. So there's that, uh, and then a huge happy birthday to Derek, Derek Jeter. He's 45 today. Oh yeah! Happy um, birthday to the captain. Um, happy birthday to Michael Vick. Also, yeah. Ho- hopefully, uh, no one brings any dogs around. Yeah, that, I think that's why Brutus was barking because he knew I was going to mention it. Oh, well, that makes sense. I mean, that 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 whole thing was <laughs> frustrating. And Michael Vick was the reason I started watching Virginia Tech. Yeah, oh yeah, that's yeah. yeah I know yeah, you you like the Hokies, so I do Hokies and the Tide. I mean, we went to North Rockland. We produced Derek Classic. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, so, moving on. Uh, before we move on, I'm just going to do a quick sponsor. I know you don't you don't know. I mean, you listen to the show. I, I do, but I don't know the sponsor reads. Okay. So, um, the show is far, before we get into those are like the topics beforehand. Uh, before we get to the meat of the show, uh, the show is sponsored by There's Always Room for Dessert. Uh, There's Always Room for Dessert is a company run by Crystal Flynn. Uh, she is fantastic at what she does. She creates full table spreads for desserts for any of your event needs, such as weddings, bar mitzvahs, bat mitzvahs, just birthday parties, anything you need. She also does individual cakes and cupcakes, and uh, she makes donuts. And muffins. And muffins. The Irish soda bread muffins are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, James knows, for, James knows firsthand. He's purchased uh, Irish soda bread muffins yes. for uh, St. Patrick's, Patrick's Day. Day. They're, they're so fantastic. <laughs> um, uh, letter, uh, just fi- you can find her on Facebook and Instagram at There's Always Room for Dessert NY. Uh, check her out, look her up. You, she has all of her past stuff. She's working on some cakes um, as we speak. She's got a big cake order t- uh, for tomorrow for Thursday, so um, that's why we're uh, we're kind of we're we're in here early today. Yeah, so yeah. Um, so going down the line, look her up uh, on Facebook and Instagram at There's Always Room for Dessert NY. Uh, check her out, and she'll hook you up. Uh, the show is also sponsored by Burning Arrow Designs. Now, A-Rod's not here. A-Rod's not here today, and this is usually his sponsor to do. So bear with me here. Burning Arrow Designs is uh, run by an, a, a magnificent owner in Lindsay Knapp. Um, she is uh, fantastic. I have personally have bought some of her candles, and they smell great. Um, they are... Uh, I, you know, give me a second. Let me think. You can find her on Instagram. You can find her on Etsy. Burning Arrow Designs. <laughs> this is all you go, <laughs> yeah, I'm trying because this is hard to do without A Rod, and I, I this is hard to do without A Rod. So um, if you go on, if you go and order, um, if you go and order forty dollars or more, type in promo code Mass Podcast, you get ten percent off your order. If you order forty dollars or more, so okay. that's huge. Cool. These candles smell great. They make the whole place smell great. Uh, they. They, they, I don't know. They, it's just overall, they're they're just they, they make you feel great, phenomenal. One would say. They make you feel phenomenal. <laughs> <laughs> you've been waiting to say you've been waiting to say phenomenal. You've been waiting to come on the show and say the word phenomenal in front of my face. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
but she has all kinds of flavors. Uh, my personal favorite, because I am a basic bitch, pumpkin spice latte is so good. Um, but she's just, she's so versatile and she'll, she'll definitely, uh, she'll definitely hook that up with for you, man. It's great gift ideas too. So check her out. Burning Hour Designs. You find her on Instagram. You can find her on Etsy and she'll, uh, she'll help you out. I've yet to get on that train, but I probably will. It's, it's awesome. Uh, I have still have the candle. It's on my, uh, my TV stand over there somewhere. Somewhere. Oh, I don't okay. know. Somewhere. Hopefully it's not burning the house down. No. <laughs> no, that'd be hard because we're in the house. So. Yeah, yeah, no. um, it's fine, Crystal. We swear. <laughs> I tell you what. Uh, I might just burn out. My The other sponsor, since we're here, um, is High Tour Lanes. Must have a straw. Um, is a great, fun place to go to. If you can bring the whole family, you can go by yourself. Um, but the atmosphere is a, it's a great place to go and play. They have the best pizza in Rockin' County. Really? They have the best, I promise really? you. Okay. You've had the pizza there, uh, right? Actually, no. A long time ago, maybe? No. I, if I did, I don't remember. Damn, man. you got to go down there because it's, it's yeah. you remember, you remember uh, this is off topic, all, all the listeners out there. You know we have listeners in Indonesia, too? Really? Yeah, it's interesting. Well, that's pretty cool. No one in, in Indonesia knows this, but you remember Patricia's yes. OIP right now yeah, yeah. over on Main Street? Absolutely. So uh, the people that own that makes the pizza there. Oh, that's pretty legit. Yeah, it's legit, and it's so good. But High Tour Lanes, um, it's a great place to go. Bring your entire family. Have a great time. It's great priced. If you go there and you mention Mass Podcast, you bowl two games, you get uh, the third for free. It's a good deal. So it's a great deal. So um, go there, hang out, have some pizza, chill out. There's a nice bar area there. They're, they're renovating right now because they're adding a bunch of stuff like laser tag, stuff like that. Ooh, so it's gonna be fun. it's gonna be a lot of fun. It's gonna it's be the place to go in Rockland County. Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be the um, Rockland County experience soon. So, fun stuff. I just banged out all the sponsors. Just want to get them out of the way. It's hard to do those that a rod here, man. Hope I didn't mess up burning our designs. Lindsay will hear the show. Yeah, and she'll strangle me if I fucked any of that up. Uh, please don't strangle Mike. It's <laughs> kind of uh, important to this whole thing. I'm a little. <laughs> I have. <laughs> See, I have I have people here that want me alive, so so let's get into this shit. All right, let's get into hockey because uh, the NHL just had their draft on my birthday. Actually, was day one of the draft. It was the twenty yeah. first. Uh, let's talk about it. What are you? Because this is so. This is your show, James. Okay. So I need you to fucking talk louder. <laughs> okay, <laughs> talk into the mic because I want to get this out there. Um, all right, so the NHL just had their draft. Uh, it's a, a very interesting draft. Uh, there was a lot of prospects that went early that were kind of questionable. There was a lot of late picks that were really good for some teams. What takeaways do you have overall of the draft before we get into the nitty-gritty of it? Uh, well, first, I mean, just the locals, because I'm sure a lot of this fan base is Ranger, Devil, Islander. For the, for the most part, yeah, sure. Yeah. Um, Rangers and Devils had great drafts. Set them up for the future. I think the Devils, unfortunately, for those of us who root for the Broadway Blue Shirts, have a little bit better of a foundation now that they've got Subban. They have Heischer for a year. Taylor Hall's probably going to be back, especially now with the pieces they've added. And they added Jack Hughes. So they're probably going to come along a little bit quicker than the Rangers. But, you know, have no fear. Rangers added Kako. They got a good defenseman, I believe, in the second round. And um, they had one of the better draft classes that they've had in decades which proves bright for the future now that they've got a stud that can Andre Miller, he's going to stay in college, but you know, he's going to probably be a future piece of the blue line with Adam Fox and Brady Shea. Should he stick around? 
Kako is probably their first shoot first and uh, you know goal scoring winger that's not a converted center that the Rangers had in maybe my lifetime. I don't. Maybe since Kovalov. I I Kovalov is probably the last name that I can I can associate that with. Yeah, I mean you had Yager bring it in, but that was at the end of his career. Well, not the end, but you know toward the twilight years. Yeah, well, I mean when Yager was on the team, he was kind of outside but still in his prime when he was a Ranger. Yeah, I mean, he was still putting up numbers, but, you know, uh, Kako is the first guy that you can say is probably going to stick around for a decade plus that's an actual wing. I mean, a lot of people forget that Kreider, when he came up as a center. Yeah, no, I, I remember when he was, when, when I... Out of, uh, BU. Right, and I, rem- I remember watching Kreider, and he's he was a huge guy, but they moved him to a wing position. Yeah, they, they tried to get him to just shoot first. Right, and I, I think he was more, he was better on the left side than he was on the right, if I remember correctly. But um, this guy, Keiko, I, I mean, he's, I'm excited yeah, so about him. But it, he still uh, has some, he still has some, um, some uh, work to do in terms of getting used to New yeah, York. And rank and, and, uh, well, you know, international rank is a bigger so you have to adjust to that style of play, right? Yeah. So it, you know, which is why Hughes will probably fit better, considering he's been playing on American Ice. Um, but but he'll he'll fit better right away more. Yeah. So uh, still, I think that uh, again, I hate to say this, but I believe the higher upside is for Jack Hughes. But the Rangers don't have any slouch with Kako. Yeah, I, I think it was a good answer to the for the Devils t- um, taking Hughes. I, I, they I had to. I mean, they were the one two the entire year. Uh, you know, whoever wasn't taken first, the Rangers had the easiest decision of the draft. Oh, they 100%. either get a generational uh, center or a generational leader. Well, either way, I mean, drafting drafting Kako, um, I, he uh, he automatically puts the Rangers at an A plus draft. Absolutely, and regardless the rest of what of the they draft have. Was but exactly, and they took. Um, the defenseman you were talking about is Matthew Robertson. Yes, thank you. He's Again, already I'm not fully up. <laughs> now, when we drafted that, now he's a good defenseman also, but we also had the Truba trade. Yep. Um, so you still uh, have Brady Shea sticking around, and I think Shattenkirk. Shattenkirk is good, but um, he's not defensively gifted like some of these other guys. Well, they're also talking about um, optioning Shattenkirk. Yeah, so they, they might they might buy him out or, or trade him. Or that was that's what I heard. That's what I last heard about him was a, was talks of a buyout. So yeah. if that if that happens, it happens. But but Shattenkirk is a good player. But at the same time, having Truba there, we just drafted um, Robertson, yep. and he's. I think Robertson. I think you'll see him on the ice quicker than Kako. Uh, I'm not only because too sure about that. Well, we we have to wait for free agency, honestly. That's very true because um, I mean that's that's coming up soon, so big, that's going to be big decision is going to be Kreider. Right? Yeah. Unfortunately. I mean, but it's gonna we're gonna have to have some type of space because right now, if you look at the power rankings, I believe as of uh, the 24th, or two days ago, the Rangers were dead last in the power rankings. Yep. So yeah. uh, it's I mean, it's it's this year isn't going to be great. And it's it's tough because we actually don't have the cap space. No, we don't. As much as some of these other teams who are already higher up in the power rankings yeah. have. The the biggest problem is some of the big money deals that are unmovable, like Shattenkirk and Mark Stahl, and a certain goalie who needs to realize that it's it's done. Yeah, that's. That I, is, I, I love him, but we got Igor coming. We have Georgiev. I'm very excited for Igor. So am I. Um, the other, you know, the big thing about Lundqvist is he might become a flurry 
he might be sacrificed to Seattle to save something we really don't want to lose. Yeah, but you know what? Which I wouldn't even be upset about, especially if Igor is as advertised. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, yeah, but you know, he was, he's been the king for a long time. He still has maybe two or three years left, I think. Yeah, he's but got four on the deal. The he's got, yeah, he's got four left on the deal, but I don't think he's got that long left, man. Yeah. Uh, Hockey contracts are so weird because, like, like I mentioned last week with A-Rod, um, you know, the, the Kevin Hayes signing to the Flyers, he signed for seven years. I don't think he'll last seven years. Hockey no, hockey contracts so are either. so weird. Kevin Hayes is a good player, but, I, again, seven years is a long time, especially for a rebuilding Flyers franchise. Seven years is a long time. You can get stagnant. Most players for contracts – the average is five years, and then they start talking about trading them away, and especially yeah, if there's like out, a year or two left the, on their contract. Yeah, especially if the, uh, the cap hit goes down, the buyout becomes more enticing as time goes on. Like the perfect example would actually be Zuccarello when Zuccarello was traded, and there was still—I mean—that cleared up some space. Yeah, but he had what two years left or a year left? Uh, no, he's actually a free agent. Oh, he. Oh, he was a free agent this year. Yeah, because if he if he signs a long term contract with the Stars, the Rangers get their first round next year because he's going to be a free agent on July first. Well, that would actually be pretty huge because the Stars are not they're not great. great. They did make the playoffs, but it was a surprising run to get there. Well, yeah, they had a they had a late season push. Yeah, I mean, well, no one had a late season push like the Blues. They were dead in January, and uh, right they got <laughs> yeah they yeah they were pretty fucking bad, um, but. I mean, look at them. They win the Stanley Cup with a rookie goalie. Fucking unstoppable. Yeah. I love Jordan Bennington. He might be one of my favorite players in the league right now. The other Kid's one. nuts. Tarashenko has always been a favorite non-ranger of mine. Yeah, well, I um, Ryan O'Reilly was crazy. And, uh, and Petrangelo had a pretty good Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Well, yeah, well, I mean, he's the, he should. I mean, yeah, he's, he, the, he's the captain. So. Yeah, but sometimes the captain will disappear. Just ask the Rangers in the last couple of uh, <laughs> Yeah. Callahan, uh, as good as he was, he was more of a leader than a goal scorer. Right. It was not worth it. But he, he, had, just, he had a bunch of goal scorers around him, though. Uh, yes and no. He had guys that were supposed to be goal scorers, like Marion Gabrick. Oh, God, don't mention that. <laughs> Marion Gabrick. Oh, God. Um, <laughs> that's a name drop. Oh, man. I, I think one of their better playoff players has been Kreider. Right. I mean, he burst on the scene and uh, against the Senators and scored immediately. Yeah. And then you know he's and he also has a history of big goals against Braden Holpe, which I love because I actually know a few Caps fans. <laughs> um. So uh. So what? So what else have you seen? Because did you watch the draft? I watched parts of it. Um. I was at work for a lot of it. Okay. Um. So what else have you seen that really stands out to you? Because I, uh, I know the there's Kings at twenty. That big German defenseman because they. He was projected to maybe go in the top ten, and they got him down at twenty. And they need a lot of help in the blue line. Um, yeah, it was it was interesting because there was a lot of people that dropped uh, from what from what I saw. Anyway, yeah. Um, I mean, as you know, on the good side, you have the Rangers, the Kings, and even the Ducks. On the bad, the Columbus Blue Jackets had an awful draft. They're rated as maybe the worst draft this year, which isn't good because Panarin might be on the move, or Bobrovsky might be on the move, and um, I don't know how long they can repeat that success without those two big key pieces and a bad draft class. 
Well, I mean, it was. I'm looking at I'm looking at draft grades right now, and you know, I can tell you this: the Wild had a good draft. Yep. Um, I uh, mentioned that the, the Flames also had a, a pretty decent draft, from what I remember. The Red Wings had a decent draft. Yeah, which is good because they need all kinds of help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. What <laughs> it's weird because the Red Wings they had a, they had a first year GM, um, so uh, it it was interesting to see how he did, but he actually came out pretty good. Um, the Islanders. Well, the Blue Jackets had a shit draft, yeah, but yeah. Um, they're still a good team. Um, yeah. The Avalanche had a good draft. The thing about the Blue Jackets though, is they might lose their two biggest pieces. Right. I mean, right. They still have Seth Jones out there, but I don't know if he can carry a team without that second guy. Well, in any case, we'll see what happens. But um, it's been a. It was a pretty interesting. From what I'm reading right now, it was a pretty interesting draft. Yeah. Um, so who do you who do you see as like the clear front runner after the post draft? You're a front runner. That's a good question. Um, low key, the Flames. Okay. I mean, I I think with their draft class coming in, plus their pretty good run this year, we might see the Flames make a decent run in the West next year. Again, we we do have to wait for free agency because that's always big in the NHL. Guys get on the move. Some guys get traded. Crazy shit happens in July. Yes, they do. Yes, I do. What about the uh, what about the New York Lightning? Uh, the New York Lightning, I think, are on are on the way to decline. <laughs> or the Tampa Bay Rangers. <laughs> Good team still still have a couple of years left, and I think they're going to come out heavy next year just because of the embarrassment this year. <laughs> yeah, I mean they still have Kucherov, they still have Vasilevsky, you know, Strawman still always a good piece. From the New York Rangers, McDonough. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> from the New York Rangers, pieces from the New York Rangers. Yeah, Andre Palat, another good, decent, annoying player. That, uh, well, I mean, you win the President's Cup, and then you get swept in the first round, <laughs> and you you and you take so many NHL awards. Which uh, Keenan Thompson had a great barb at the the Lightning, which I think is still hilarious that his name is Keenan Thompson. Yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought it was strange that they had him uh, hosting that award ceremony. Yeah, it was a little weird. It was a little weird. Uh, yeah, you would think they would just grab one of the NHL guys. Well, I think he's actually a pretty decent hockey fan. You know, he's like a he's like he's like a follower. I don't know what team he follows. Yeah, true. I mean, I'm not sure, but I also know that uh, there, there's so much in that in NBC NHL department. Yeah, that they could have probably played with there. Well, I mean, in, in any case, I mean, you got to have someone do it, right? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, all right, so you heard it here. Uh, NHL uh, had a decent post draft. Um, some pretty good, um, some pretty good stuff. I'm excited. I'm, I'm always yeah, excited. Uh, I know the schedule just came out. Yep. The Rangers open up uh, against, the, against the against Jets. The, the Jets. Yeah. So uh, an interesting game. It's going to be an interesting season, I think, for the Rangers. I don't think they're going to contend for a playoff spot. Obviously, I, I think, think they're, they're still rebuilding. Up, I think they're, they're, they're still rebuilding. Closer, they're going to have to. I believe, though, um, you know, you're going to add a couple of guys. Kristolov, the other Russian, another uh, good winger. Uchnevich is going to still be around, and I think he had a better year last year that they let him play a little bit. Yeah, he had a lot more ice time than I expected, but he actually proved himself pretty well, I think. Yeah, well, I mean, the thing is, coming into the NHL, he always had a good shot, which is nice because the Rangers – Lack guys that can really get that uh, rivet, you know. 
Well, I mean, they've. Always, I mean, I think they they relied a lot on the one timers, and they lot of um, they relied a lot of Lundqvist being in the goal, which I think that was their and, uh, was their issue. But a lot of their offense before last year was just based on the fact that they were a fantastic passing team. Yeah, Zuccarello and Stepan really just could were wizards. Setting up guys for easy tap-ins. I'm just still happy that Zibanejad is there, and he's there to stay. He's Absolutely. the guy. I fucking love him. Absolutely. The Rangers so. are actually building pretty good down the center now with Zibanejad and Heedle. Right. Brent Howden had a great rookie season. Uh, it's, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing the sophomore year. So Yeah, I mean, if he can uh, keep it going, you know, that's three centers you can have around for a while. Yeah. And then, you know, you got... Other guys like Booney Avis who can fill out that fourth line spot. Leah Sanderson, and I think the fan base is a little too hard on him because of the seventh pick. But you know what? Not every seventh pick pans out. If the worst thing you get is a responsible penalty killer on the fourth line, you're not exactly happy with it. But you could do a lot worse. You could have a washout. You know what I mean? Yeah, especially you know, pen- especially with penalty killing because I think that's a lot of uh, teams' downfalls. Yeah, well, I mean, the Rangers dropped off last year from uh, what they were years previous and i think the biggest part is the young blue line was a mess oh yeah oh that's 100 percent correct I, i'm interested to see what brady shea can bounce back with especially if they pair him up with truba um, oh, i can't wait for truba i can't wait I, to see him in the garden man because i can't think, wait i think one of his biggest problems is that he was just kind of holding it down he was always the guy out there fucking stud <laughs> fucking stud oh absolutely that was one of the that. that was one of the best trades i've seen in a long time yeah. from the rangers so yeah honestly though i mean I don't like the Devils, obviously. I think they can contend for a playoff spot, though, with Heischer and Heischer Hall. This kid Hughes is going to see ice time immediately. Yeah. That, and, and they just got P.K. Subban. Uh, that, yeah, that's a really that's good huge. move for them. It's Well, the Devils are going to be a fun team to watch, unfortunately. Yeah. But. yeah I mean. Okay. We got to move on. Right, We've got like a, almost a half hour left. Oh wow! Yeah, um, <laughs> I know it's a lot of having guests on. I don't know what it is when we when we have a guest on. You know, it's it's the show just runs a little longer because the guests they want to be on the show. You, well, I know you want to be on the show. Well, especially me and you. We've been talking about sports for years now. It's just finally broadcast. I've known you. Audience. I've known you almost my whole life, and that's yeah. all we've. That's pretty much our conversations. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about let's talk about some baseball stuff. Let's talk about baseball post draft. Um, I watched some of the. I watched most of that draft. I watched the first round, a little bit of the second. I followed up. Um, what I know. You're a big baseball fan. No, you're a big Yankee fan. Yes. What What do you take away from from the draft? Because I know um, the Orioles just signed. Um, uh, what's the, the catcher? Yeah. Uh, Ho- uh, Hoxman. Yeah, Ho- Hoxman. Yeah, Hoxman. Whatever. Yeah. Um, they just the signed him to a pretty giant size rookie deal. Yeah. Um, um, so well, I mean, yeah, the Orioles need obviously every piece. They need everything. That they, they need everything. Yeah. Get their hands on. <laughs> oh, by the way, not to change the subject. Uh, I think the funniest part that I've seen, I watched the NBA draft and when the Knicks came up at the third overall, and you know how on the bottom ticker it says team needs? Yeah. It literally said <laughs> everything. <laughs> it said everything for the Knicks. Not even like, not even like they need a strong point guard and, you know, strong shooting guard. They, you know, they need a, you know, it said the word everything and I lost it. It was hilarious. But because it's true, needs, <laughs> it's fucking true. They need all of it. <laughs> they need they need all the draft, please. Um, so yeah, I thought it was interesting. So I just wanted to point that out. But anyway, so baseball. So moving uh, moving forward, um, and I know that baseball is one of those sports that has a they have farm systems. Not a lot of sports have that. I know hockey has it a little bit, like the minors and stuff. 
Um, basketball, they don't have minors. Yeah, they have what the G League, which is a right, like right. That. It's a yeah, it's a fucking nightmare. Uh, but they have like um, they have a lot of teams that like overseas teams that they scout from. Yep. But not necessarily, um, not necessarily a direct farm system. Um, but baseball is built on farm systems. Absolutely. So this watching the MLB draft, which by the way is the most mundane, humdrum fucking draft I've ever out of all the sports. Oh, it's probably it is ridiculously boring. At least promoted. It is unbelievable. No one knows when it happens. Yeah, I it's mean, I just fucking think it's ridiculous. strange that it happens mid season. It's the only draft that happens in in season. Right, um, but I, I mean that gives some time for uh, players to come in in the farm system and see if they can turn around teams. I mean, it makes yeah, sense, you know. You know, um, but. No, they have single A, double A, triple A, and the rookie ball, and 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 yeah, rookie ball. But what do you take? What is your takeaway? MLB post draft. Who do you think won this draft? I mean, the Orioles obviously with that catcher. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest. I didn't pay a lot. Oh my I'm god! Sorry. sorry, I did not pay a lot of attention <laughs> to the MLB draft because it's a lot. Like you said, it's a lot of mundane bullshit. It is a lot of mundane bullshit, man. It's it's so boring, and no one wants to fucking um, even 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 the GM Manfred. Even even him reading off the names is like, yeah. oh, dude, fucking the, the wake N- up, my the, guy. It's not like the NFL draft. The NFL draft is the NFL draft amazing. is fucking massive and it's huge. And everyone it's boos. An event. And everyone boos Roger Goodell. Roger Goodell. It is such a spectacle. It's amazing. You know, my favorite, one of my favorite parts this year, which was really funny, was the uh, bachelorette party that had no idea what the dude, hell was going that on. Dude, so funny. <laughs> you heard that on the show, and we yeah. mentioned that on the show. Well, that, they they, they said that during uh, the, the NFL draft coverage. They had. They kept it, cutting to it on ES, camera. ESPN <laughs> had that. Yeah, ESPN had the picture of them looking all pissed <laughs> off and disappointed. Like, how what are you going to plan? On? How are you going to plan a fucking huge ass once in a lifetime sometimes twice in a lifetime because people are fucking you know they don't or, know or three if you're a real psycho right <laughs> <laughs> some like you plan that you don't plan around what's going on in the city like that's like that's like one of the biggest events and it, it happened in one of the biggest cities in the united states yeah oh that well, was so fucking that, that's, great that's uh bad form of the venue too you gotta know what you have booked Right, man. Like, you got yeah, I mean, to let party, them know. You, you got to ask, like, are any of you football fans? Because the answer is no, you might want to move. But, but, but I think bachelor parties, you don't need a venue. You just say, hey, we're going to Nashville. And they just kind of pal around and do what girls do. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Um, I don't know. But uh, whatever. whatever. whatever but, <laughs> like, I don't think it's more of a venue thing. I think they just should have, like, even if you fucking Googled Nashville on the dates, like, if you Googled Nashville events, how the fuck do you not know? That one of the biggest sporting events is happening in that city at that time. It makes no sense. All right, definitely. Be clapping. The Yankees just took the lead after being down five nothing to start. Sure. Well, you know it's what we do. The, the Jim Brewer had that great routine last year. I don't know oh, if you saw God. <laughs> about how the Yankees are connected. I mean, I'm not saying anything, but you know, it's New York. That's that's all I'm gonna. Uh... It can't be just a New York thing because the Mets don't have that. Well, yeah. Fuck. Anyway, 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 sorry, no, sorry. we are off fucking base now. Um, so what uh, going uh, going forward in, in baseball, there's really not a whole lot because we mentioned a bunch of stuff. Yeah, and um, also, I mean, drafts take a, a little bit to gestate in baseball. 
you know, you can have a great farm system. Guys do good in single, double A, but it gets triple A, and then they can't get anyone out, but they can't get any hits. Yeah, right. And it's just, there's so many players that play in organizations, too. So, yeah. like, players that you draft, like, all right, the kid that went for the Orioles, he's a clear-cut number one. Oh, absolutely. He's I mean, going to be on MLB. be a surprise. Yeah, if he flops, it's going to be ridiculous. Yeah. Um, probably one of the worst flops since Jamarcus Russell. Oh man, what a brutal outcome! For right, him. I so, mean, <laughs> sixty yards from his knee, and that was that was the highlight of his career. <laughs> so yeah, practice, practice film. <laughs> yeah, of course, yeah. <laughs> then he got super fat, but anyway, <laughs> trying um, to come back and play old line. That was, that was yeah. So uh, yeah, I watched some of the draft, and I was really excited about Beatty, the guy that the Mets took, because he's third baseman. He kind of like he kind of has like a David Wright vibe, but right. um, I did hear that. I mean, I'm not. I'm not. Um, I'm not going to put it past him because he's a younger kid. So um, it's going to be a little bit until we see him. But I, if he develops, sure, I'd love to see the Mets on him. Don't know who the Yankees drafted, but we it doesn't a, matter because the Yankees are stacked. In the first round. Um, I don't know what he's going to really be used for, especially now because we're talking about trading for Lindor. So right. I mean, you get Glaber and Lindor in the middle of the infield, twenty-three and twenty-six. Anyone who plays middle infield in the Yankees is just at best a trade chip. Yeah. <laughs> well, in any case, um, oh man, you had me write down MLB post draft. No, I, I I wanted to do MLB like what's going on. Oh, okay. Yeah, well, okay. Oh, yeah, so we're sorry. doing overall MLB. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I want to sure. do like in season stuff. Sure. I got confused on my bed. Sorry, we got her. We got You are sentence. the you are the developmental guy for us, right? Yeah. I, I'm just yeah, <laughs> I'm so. just. <laughs> I'm just making sure I have the right guy on here today. Yeah, we do. <laughs> um, okay, so what's going on here? Um, John Carlos Stanton avoided the IL. We talked about that. Yankees hit the um, home run record. Manny Machado's on fucking fire. Um, Bleach Blonde thing, A-Rod should be excited about that. The Indians were getting hot recently, which is interesting because there's ta- there a lot of talk about Trevor Bauer being dealt. But, I mean, if they're going to be a contender, I don't see him going anywhere. Yeah, and that you know that that was a lot of things that we pointed out when before the baseball season even started that some of these teams have players in their final year of their contract, but yep. it's all about whether they contend or not. Absolutely, the, and the I, Indians are also primed to fall, I believe, out of all the teams that have been really bringing it the last couple of years. Yeah, sure. Um, them and obviously the Nationals. You know, the big talk right now is Scherzer to the Yankees, but apparently Nats want the world for Scherzer, so I don't know if that's going to happen. Brian Cashman isn't really about throwing it back to the Steinbrenner days. They <laughs> sacrificed the entire farm. Right. You know, the, the good thing is prospects in two and threes for the Yankees right now, so they can make those kind of deals. But I do see an end to that pretty shortly, unless this new crop really gestates. Like uh, Debbie Garcia right now is lighting the Yankees' farm system on fire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, 100%. I mean, he's probably going to be in Scranton by the end of the year, and he was in rookie ball, I believe, in April. Well, that should be interesting. I have a uh, an interesting couple of things here. Uh, talk about baseball. Uh, first, uh, let me see here. I lost it. I lost it. I lost Oh, the fucking Dodgers. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if they don't win the World Series this year, it's a fucking bust of shit. Yeah, they're they're the on Buff- They're the Buffalo fire. Bills of baseball right now. They're on fire right now, bro. Yeah, I know. And they yeah. are insane. And I think it has something to do with this with Cody Bellinger. He that, just he can't be stopped. He's been the best in the month of June. So, I mean, that's always good to have a great back end. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. 
Um, like the Mets. They they can't they cannot well <laughs> fucking you're gonna squeeze that in there really. <laughs> um, what, what kind of Yankee fan would I be if I didn't uh, take my jabs at the crosstown rivals? Excuse the fuck out of me. <laughs> um, or the Yankees paying you to say that? No, uh, they have the money no, for. No, I'm just a anyway. <laughs> um, so uh, uh, just another thing too. Uh, we'll, Tampa Bay. Oh, they started hot, and uh, it's not as great. It's not looking good, but I mean, they're they're about- talking about um, um, being owned by two cities. Oh, that too. Um, that, it Tampa Bay and, and Montreal, that. right? Yeah, Montreal. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, that's that's I, interesting because that's a hell of a split for one. Well, they're they're gonna do like the first season in Tampa and yeah. the second half yeah, in still, Canada. I mean, you know, that, for an organization that traditionally is not cash infused that's a lot of moving parts but they well i mean tropicana field is not the best field it is falling apart they do need money but the team is decent enough where they can go around and say hey we have a bright future Mm -hmm. do you want to co-own this that's true also another thing that uh, a buddy of mine was talking about the other day when we had this conversation was that they might be using montreal as a leverage chip to get the city of tampa to pay for their stadium yeah, and that that could, that's very true. They're locked into that lease for a long time, so uh, they won't let them out. Maybe they push Montreal until they get what they want. I mean, they, Which th- at would this be point, nice because the fact that World Series games had to be played at Tropicana Field is an absolute travesty. Yeah, and Tropic, I, I, <laughs> I, I've been to Tropicana Field, and I actually had a really good time. I had a good time there because I was with, I was with good people. Okay, but. Um, I was I went to Tropicana Field and, and and watched a game. It's not a bad park. The it's just thing drives me fucking nuts. It's a little weird. <laughs> it's a little. It's all around. Yeah, like it's it's a dome stadium. Yeah, but it that catwalk like it goes all the way around. The yeah, right. It, that's exactly what it is. It's it had an old it had an old school vibe to it. Yeah, it had a vibe that this is not a major league baseball team. Yeah, no. Like no. I didn't feel like I was at a major league park. Oof, that's brutal. so. It's twenty. <laughs> Right, and um, I think a, a huge a huge part of this is now that they're shopping around to get dual ownership of Montreal. Um, I think that is going to give them it's a, you know it's going to kind of kick Tampa Bay in the ass a little bit right. to kind of at least upgrade it. Yep. You know, because it needs the upgrades. But I don't know, man. It's going to be it's going to be interesting. Uh, it's pretty exciting. To Montreal having a, a baseball team again? Sure. I, it's fine. Well, I know those fans have been clamoring since the Expos left. Oh, man. Yeah, the poor Expos. And they need something else to focus on other than the Canadians. I mean, they're always going to love their Montreal Canadians. They're always going to love their hockey. But right. It's been a lot of heartbreak recently. A. <laughs> heartbreak, A. Subban's gone. Price not, not bringing home even an Eastern Conference title. Well, in any case, uh, it's pretty interesting. I just wanted to point out that I'm looking at player rankings that came out, and the number one first baseman in the whole league, Peter Alonzo. And then the guy's a stud. I fucking love Peter Alonzo. I'm going to mention him every fucking week because he's the man. I don't care. That's my boy right there. Um, he's on a tear. And I. It, it's just it, it boggles my mind that the Mets have not made pushes for, because it's pretty obvious to me that the Mets pitching has been pretty bad. Even when Keuchel and Kimbrell were still free agent, their names weren't even mentioned in trying to get them over to New York. The Yankees were. 
Yep, we, we tried to go after Keuchel. I'm surprised we didn't bring it home. Um, I'm bit, I mean, Keuchel's in Atlanta now. Yeah. Um, I mean, whatever. It's... We've been operating with a four-man rotation for what seems like a month and a half. It's true. Because uh, the, the new thing for the Yankees, instead of hitters being on the I.L., it's pitchers. There's <laughs> yeah. Severino, Domingo Herman, Bertanza still isn't back. I mean, he's a bullpen guy, but I think he's really going to solidify what already is a great bullpen when he comes back. Yeah, it's 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 an interesting time to to see how this squad is going to affect, you know, down the line how this squad is going to come around. But the Yankees, uh, I they're the legit contenders right now. They're still a little banged up. Yeah, and they're still winning games. I mean, they've won the last three series in a row after dropping one to the Blue Jays and splitting the White Sox. Yeah, well, it's. <laughs> It, it was, it's just amazing to see a team that's as banged up as the Yankees have been this whole it's the whole season too. Oh, yeah. It's not just like a period of time. It was yeah. the whole season this team has been banged up. So seeing them in their element doing well, it's it's kind of refreshing. So I mean, there was a point where we set the record for war on the IL. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> brutal. <laughs> Fucking brutal. Um so Jessica McDonald from the U.S. women's soccer team just had a baby. Oh, good for her. Wait, that doesn't make sense. Wait, oh, is she not? Is she retired? Oh, she never mind. Not she, she didn't just have a baby. This is just a very feel-good story because it's a, here's the headline: U.S. women's national team star welcomes son. Huh. Okay. So that was the headline. No. You would think so. Right now, it says that her son sprinted to meet her at the airport. Oh, that's nice. It's a nice story, right? All right. Don't come at me with that headline and, and expect then, yeah that. <laughs> just say I don't know. Just yeah, say son, son embraces U.S. women's nationalist. I don't. Man, that was just. Yeah. I just put that over the air. It's messed up. I don't bro. like it, man. That's fucked up. That's all right. It happens. um so so we have not that much time left so uh we have college football ah yes college football now i know you know something about this yeah i didn't write this down without you telling me something else this was my original idea anyway okay so so give it to me straight we don't have a lot of time because we still have a guilty not guilty and this day in sports so we have about uh 20 minutes here so College football. Okay. Break it down for me. I'm going to shut my fucking mouth because I don't know, Dick, what I'm talking about. So break it down for me. Who is your winners? Who are your losers? Who do you think is going to succeed? What con? What 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 conference is good? Just give me the give me the gist. Do your thing. SEC is always good as usual. Alabama again, front runners. LSU is another. uh, I think a dark horse candidate, maybe for the playoffs. That things would have to break their way. They might have to beat Bama. In overtime, or you know, or really get like a, a single-digit loss and run the table. Georgia, another big contender. I think we can see two SEC teams again because of the talent in that conference. Another big thing is I think the Big Ten is going to be left out, and here's why: Ohio State returns no quarterbacks that have ever thrown a pass in a Buckeye uniform. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Every quarterback they have has either thrown a pass somewhere else or is a freshman. They have two guys in their receiving core who have more catches and yards than the other 13 combined with a new quarterback, with a new coaching staff. 
and J.K. Dobbins is going to be their workhorse in the backfield. You know, and I think with the new, with all the new parts, they might have a little bit of trouble this year, especially with Michigan, because I think Harbaugh finally gets over the hump and beats them. And I think it's going to take an undefeated Big Ten team, and I don't see that happening either. As Michigan, they're going to be good, but they lost three thumpers on defense. You know, Steelers got one in Devin Bush, Chase Winovich went to the Pats, and Rashawn Gary, two of them in the first round. So they're going to take a step backwards there. I think the Big Ten is going to beat itself up. Oregon, I'm saying it now, I think Oregon's going to find their way into the CFP out of the Pac-12. And they're obviously my favorite to win that Power Five. The ACC is a one; it's a one-horse team. It's Clemson. It's going to take a lot for anyone to knock them off until they get to the CFP and meet Alabama once again. Um, um, the Big Twelve is another interesting one. You got Oklahoma and Texas. Obviously, always this is the top two front runners. Oklahoma kind of has the same problem as Ohio State, where Jalen Hurts is going to be their starter, but everyone else hasn't really done much because they they're coming off two Heisman winning quarterbacks and that's difficult to replace with anyone. And, you know, you got Jalen Hurts working with new wideouts and Mark, uh, CD lamb. They're probably their stud wideout this year for Oklahoma has more catches and yards than the other 13 guys combined in that Oklahoma receiving court. So that's going to be a problem. <laughs> that yeah, sounds like it. In the Big 12, you need to put up points. You need to put them up quickly because no one plays defense out there. And, oh, you know, I think we're going to see another year where Oklahoma gets upset by Texas Tech because Texas Tech always comes around every couple of years and spoils Oklahoma's dreams. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and, yeah. Texas, another thing, I'm not convinced that they're back. You know, they do have a good quarterback in Sam Ellinger. They might win the Big 12, but I think much like the Big 10, it's going to take an undefeated team out of that conference, and I just don't see it happening. I think everyone's going to beat each other up a little bit. Baker said that uh, Baker Mayfield came out and said that he doesn't like Sam Ellinger. Well, I mean, Baker Mayfield doesn't really like anyone but Baker Mayfield. <laughs> and he's not going to like anyone in a Texas uniform. Um, so what are, what are your thoughts on Tua? I think two is going to bounce back after the national championship season. I mean, he was ridiculous on third down up until um, really the CFP, actually really the national title. You know, I think he's going to contend with Trevor Lawrence for the Heisman. He's got experience coming back in that receiving core, and Alabama always good in the recruiting trail. Last year they were number one. This year they have the number two class going in. Not that that matters this year for uh, what's going to happen on the field. But, you know, the number one recruiting class is always a good thing to work with. What NFL team? Uh, it, uh, now, I'm associating it with NFL because okay. I'm more of an NFL guy. Right. You're obviously a college guy. Yeah, I mean, I like, I like both. You, you I like, like both, yeah. all weekend. <laughs> so what um, – what, coming up, I know it's super fucking early because right. the draft just fucking happened Absolutely. this year. But, like, who, who do you think is going to translate more that's playing in college now into the NFL? Right now. Um, I really do. Actually, I like C.D. Lamb in Oklahoma, the whiteout. Another one, unpopular pick, Shea Patterson, once he develops in Michigan, I think is going to come out and be a good prospect. Um, another one, Trevor Lawrence, obviously. That kid looks like he's going to be the real deal, probably a number one pick when we're done. Um <laughs> 
picture of somebody's town. I broke his head. I broke his head. You did. <laughs> um, oh, I have names on like, the tip of my tongue and now I'm just... It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. Um, so, uh, like, all right. So, we have we have about fifteen minutes left. So, what what um, what teams? What are your predictions for the for the playoffs? CFP, Alabama, Clemson, Oregon, and I honestly think Georgia. I think we're going to see two SEC teams again. I think some of these bigger conferences are going to cannibalize themselves due to lack of experience, new coaches, stuff like that. Like I think Michigan wins the Big Ten, but I don't think they do it clean. Okay, and I was never a fan of Michigan when Harbaugh took over, only because I don't really care for for Harbaugh. I, but he's he's a he's a good coach. Yeah, he's a good college guy because by the time you're sick of him, you're, you're graduating. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing with Saban. <laughs> That's fucking true. Okay, All right, well, I get it now. I get it now. Yeah. Um, but Michigan has a pretty stacked offensive line now. Yes, uh, I think they, they, they return a lot of experience, and unlike Ohio State, they return a lot, a lot of guys who actually have experience in that receiving core and have worked with their quarterback. Right, uh, that's a big thing. You know, college turns over all the time, but generally you see some hiccups with new quarterback, new coach, new wideouts. And well, and they have a bunch of four-star commits too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So a Carl lot of people want to the recruiting trail anyway. Right, a lot of people want to play for them. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, and then they graduate. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah, that, that's that's good as a college coach. So cool, man. So who's taking the title? Alabama's going to come back with a vengeance. Oof, I, I'm calling it. I, Roll you know, tide. It's, it's a biased pick, but I I really do think uh, Alabama's going to come back. Another thing to look out for. Not that they're going to make the CFP, but they could make things interesting. Another biased pick. Virginia Tech has the highest retention rate on defense. Which is good because when when guys know Bud Foster's system, the numbers always uptick, and they always seem to get good draft. Like uh, NFL gets good recruit, uh, good uh, draftees from from the Hokies. They yeah. really, really do. You know, this was actually the first year in twenty five years where there were no Hokies selected in the NFL draft. Really? Yeah. Oh, they were yeah. a very young team, which is why they have the highest de- uh, defensive uh, retention. Well, that that means they're gonna. I mean, they could do well because they know how to play with each other. They could, so. but you know, the offense is going to be a little work in progress again, as was most of my uh, youth. <laughs> now, if we ever reach the ears of Sean Glennon, I I have nothing good to say about you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you've heard it here first. So. Um, all right, cool, uh, awesome. Thanks for that. It's a Pretty solid. Listen, if we down the road, we need college analysis. Uh, we're definitely gonna we're definitely gonna call you because I don't know dick shit. I, <laughs> you were just talking about some random shit that I have no idea. So, yeah. um, and I host a sports show. That's <laughs> that's great to hear, huh? Yeah. So, um, that was uh, that was our man James Sheridan. Uh, awesome, awesome. Um, he's our developmental guy. So. Well, whenever down the road we get a good draft going on, he's going to be our draft guy moving forward. Um, but we need to pay attention more about an MLB draft a little bit. Yeah, we do. <laughs> That's on me. I mean, um, so what? So just a quick question, then we move on to guilty or not guilty. Um, this year's draft, this year's NFL draft. Right. Um, in this draft class, who do you see, knowing where they went? Mm-hmm. You've watched them in college and stuff. Okay. Knowing where they went. Uh, who do you think is going to have a bigger impact on their new team? Oh, okay. Uh, I thought you could give me a choice. 
No, no, um, I, just overall, just a, just uh, overall draftees. Like you, like uh, you, for one, for me, Nick Bosa is really going to yeah. help out the Niners. I think really good edge rusher. Niners need help in that department. Immediate impact on the field, and you know he gets to chase around Kyler Murray in a really shit offensive line. That's going to be fun to watch. Yeah, and you know Jared Goff is a little bit of a he's not what particularly mobile. I, I think he can move around a little bit, but Nick Bosa is going to really give him problems. Yeah, that's going to be fun to watch. Most um, is big one, Devin Bush, obviously, for the Steelers, because he's exactly what we need. The last time the Steelers traded up in a draft yeah, uh, in the first Palomalo. round, Troy Palomalo. I think that worked out well. Uh, that worked? Yeah, I think that was okay. <laughs> I think we did okay with that yeah, one. Yeah, not, not bad. <laughs> um, <laughs> if they can get the ball to him, we're going to have problems covering Hollywood Brown from Ravens. But, you know, Lamar Jackson's uh, a little inaccurate, one might say. A little, just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit, sure. <laughs> Which doesn't, you know, for me, doesn't really play in the NFL. You can have all the talent and legs in the world, but if you can't get that ball to the wideout, they're going to stack the box and challenge you to throw it. And I don't know if he can beat teams with his arm. We'll see. Interesting. I like uh, one of the one of the bigger um, rookies that I saw was the the wide receiver that the Patriots took is in uh, kill, yeah, and kill uh, Harry. Harry, yeah, very good wideout. He's a big-time threat on the outside, which the Patriots don't do a lot. Tall, fast. I mean, the Patriots have one of the best spread-the-ball quarterbacks in the league. Yeah, I mean, if you're open, he'll find you. you know, uh, the only problem is, I mean, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't trust him to get the stats you need for fantasy fantasy football-wise. No. I don't see that. But and also, he's going to help He's going to help the Patriots keep that winning, you know, keep the winning mentality. Yeah, he's a great wide receiver. <laughs> hopefully not too much, yeah. But, you know, he's, 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 he's going to develop well, I think. Um, so awesome. Yeah. Good shit, man. Um, so let's do. Uh, oh, this is a perfect amount of time. So awesome. let's do guilty or not guilty. Uh, I know you have a good one. Yeah. So uh, go ahead. Okay. Uh, Josh Allen will have the least sacks of all the first round edge rushers taken. The guy through the Jags, not the quarterback. For <laughs> people who are confused right now. Right. <laughs> um, so, so you're saying. Josh Allen out of the entirety of the first round edge rushers, and there were a lot of yeah. edge rushers taken. Well, yeah. Um, Another underrated guy from the first round, I think, is going to be Montez Sweat, the guy who went to uh, the Redskins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The Redskins are quietly building a really good D line down there. Yeah, but that's all they have. Yeah, but you know they're a bad team. Yeah, no, I agree. But hell, the Giants won with a pass rush. <laughs> I think when we, I think when we were talking about, when we were talking about, now that I think about it, because we've done fantasy football. Um, by position, mm-hmm. I don't think we've mentioned a single Redskin. Wow. Yeah, I think you might be right. Now that I think about it, yeah. I think the last three episodes when we did quarterbacks, running backs, wide receivers, yeah. I don't think a single Redskin was mentioned. Yeah, so they're not too flashy on offense. They're pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> they're pretty fucking bad. Yeah, but, you know, you, you sometimes do get good performances out of guys on really crap teams. That's true. I mean, they could have a good defense. We haven't, yeah, yeah A-Rod and I haven't discussed defenses and kickers yet, so. Yeah. We'll we'll see. Right. Um, <laughs> but, you know, uh, on that one though, uh, I'm. It's hard for me because he is. He is. I think he's one of the best edge rushers in this draft class. But for me, I don't buy the hype. A lot of his highlights came against the Vols. Not not too impressive for me. Yeah, the, the Vols. I don't know. Uh, I mean, um, I, I'm not a big college guy, but terrible for for a number of years. So he does well against shitty teams, basically. Yeah, I mean, he had shitty a, offensive he, lines. He, anyway, yeah, he had a couple of flashes against A and M in Florida, but you know, the majority of his highlights, the balls, Vanderbilt, 
right. not not the greatest uh, stock that he could be really honing his craft against in the SEC for me. And he also went to a place that's really deep up front in defense. So I don't know how many snaps he's going to get initially. Well, I think I think he's going to get the snaps. I just don't know if he's going to get much of the much yeah. I don't think he's going to get much of the monster. Yeah, because I mean, for me, Bosa is going to be on the field all the time. Leonard's going to be on the field all the time. Rashawn Gary, same thing. You know, Montez Sweat, I really like. I think he's the best value in the first round, to be honest. So I, I, I think out of those guys, I can see that happening. Um, but I can also see the opposite happening. I can see him blowing up. Yeah, I could be totally wrong. I mean, I'm I'm gonna say not. I'm gonna I'm gonna say not guilty because okay. I just I just for all the all the hype that he had. I mean, I'm I'm not a big guy of hype. Look at me. I've been trash talking Kyler Murray for the last fucking since he was drafted. I'm, yeah. just, I'm just I don't believe in Kyler Murray. Also, also the last time a Kentucky edge rusher had this much hype. Um, well, we're still waiting, Bud Dupree. Oh shit! <laughs> That's right. Oh shit, Bud Dupree. Oh uh, no! I don't know why we picked up his option. Oh no! Because I really like uh, Oladini. Yeah. I, I mean, As, well, yeah. Well, if that's the case, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with not guilty. I think I, but I don't think he'll have a lot. Okay. I don't think he'll lead. He'll lead but that core. He won't core. be. I, won't I, be I, I, I don't think, think he'll be last. I still think he'll be last. Um, my guilty or not guilty? I had one. I'm trying to remember what it is. I should have wrote it down. Um. I'll go. I, I'll. I'll go. I'll go simple. Uh, my guilty or not guilty is. Uh, Manny Machado is going to have a batting average above 300 by next week. Mm. He's on a tear. He's on a tear. I, I, I'm going to go not guilty. I think he's still going to be above your 260 threshold, but 300, not, not quite. You think he's going to start declining? Uh, I'm, I think he's going to top out around 295. He's oh, okay. Just, so, just under. So let me let me adjust my guilt. He, his average is going to be 290. Oh, or yeah. above. Yeah, I think he's going to be week. between 290 and 300. I don't think he's going to quite touch 300. This is so good. It makes me feel so warm inside. Keep going, Machado. He's killing it. That fucking just that fucking one game suspension he had really fucking did it in. Team Mike, sorry, Aaron. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so um, guilty or not guilty? Uh, so we did that. Uh, this day in sports, I have nothing but uh, NBA draft picks. Uh, this day in sports, in June 26, 1996, Allen Iverson was picked first overall. June 26, 2002, Yao Ming was drafted first overall. Um, 2003, LeBron James was picked first overall. And 2008, Derek Rose was picked first overall. Wow. So, yeah. There San it is. Sanchez just gunned out Guerrero Jr. on a pass ball. Very good. Oh, the Yankees, are, Yankees are pretty good right now. Love it. <laughs> so listen, thank you so much for coming on the show, dude. I really yeah, appreciate no problem, you, you this, stepping this in. Um, give us give us a little bit of an afterthought. A Wednesday words of wisdom. It's usually my job, but I'll, I'll hand the ball off oh. if you have any. <laughs> Just give us a good sign-off here. You can tell everyone to go fuck themselves. I mean, that's also an equally uh, acceptable one in this show. <laughs> <coughs> 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 <coughs>
You did a great job for someone who's been in front of a mic for the first time. Yeah, no, I've it's, never, it's I've really never good. been. I've never been in front of a mic, so this is all new. It's very, it's very good. I enjoy, I enjoyed my time here. Um, you know, obviously, way more developmental stuff than I do than 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 me than A Rod does. Uh, so, uh, I, I'll tell you what, man. I'll give you off the hook. I'm gonna leave it at that. Uh, my words of wisdom this week. My Wednesday words of wisdom. Listen, guys. Um, if you're talking, if you're talking about sports that you love, teams that you love, do not be afraid to use we or us because that is your team. It's your devotion. Um, if I talk about the Mets, if I talk about the Steelers, the Rangers, if I talk about the Knicks, I'm saying we every time. I'm saying us every time. So don't be afraid to do that. It's ridiculous otherwise if someone corrects you on it. It makes no sense. Uh, and I know that you agree on it. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, man, there's really no problem with it. I have no problems with it. Um, so that was Mass Podcast, the Mike and A-Rod Sports Show. James... Thank you so much for coming on. Appreciate yeah, it, buddy. Anytime, bro. Say goodbye to everyone. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, everybody. <laughs> so, uh, thanks, guys. Uh, as A Rod would say, because he is not here, keep on preaching on.